<laughs> okay. Welcome to Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On with Janice Formicella. I'm Janice Formicella, a breakup coach passionate about supporting others to learn from their breakups, overcome loneliness, love being single, and see the end of a relationship as the beginning of a magical, sexy new chapter in life. I am here each week to share with you the tools that I have learned through my own painful breakups, through hitting rock bottom more than once, and through working with people all around the world to heal their broken hearts. If you are looking for hope and strength to move on from your breakup and resources to enjoy your new life, you are in the right place and I've got your back. Welcome to Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On, and welcome back for the second time, Kelly Saavedra. This is so exciting. I had Kelly on episode 71 of the podcast, and we're at 160-something now. (laughs) Hello. Hello. Nice to see you again. You too. I always love when we get to collaborate. And that's partially because I just think you're as cute as can be and so friendly. And also you're passionate about something that I'm passionate about, which is solo travel. What a cool thing for a woman to kind of build a brand around. You on Kelly and I, before we started recording, were reminiscing. And it was about two years ago. Wow. And we're doing it again. Again, and that's because solo travel just, you know, has so many benefits for individuals, so many benefits for people going through a breakup. And this is one way to really make your single life pop. So before we really get into it, I don't know, I didn't ask you this ahead of time, but I am like I said, passionate, that might just be the word of the episode. So solo travel is something that's very important to me. And so my intention for this episode is to inspire listeners to go somewhere new and unexpected and to do it just for you. (laughs) Because I know how magical that can be for someone. What do you think as far as why you want to continue to encourage people to travel solo? What would your intention behind that be? I'm really big on independence and building confidence. And I know from my experiences solo traveling, my confidence has has increased. And I feel like with each trip, it just builds more and more. And I think that's just really important for women to experience something like it just it's such a empowering activity. And I just love feeling strong and independent. And you do feel unstoppable when you go on a trip by yourself and everyone else thinks that you're a badass as well. So let's get into our backgrounds. Kelly and I have both traveled extensively and all over the world by ourselves. And I have a couple experiences that are so closely tied to my breakups. So I'd love to start with you, actually, because I know that your segue into solo travel actually had to do with a divorce, I believe. So can you tell us how you got into this? I know a lot of people can't even fathom. And so I'd like to kind of tell what our backgrounds were with it. Yeah. So um, I was married (laughs) for about seven years and um, I had done day trips here and there before, but uh, I actually went on a 10 day solo trip to Europe. Uh, I had lived there uh, a few years prior and uh, I, there were things I still wanted to see and I, my marriage was not doing well. And (laughs) I, was supposed to go with a friend originally, um, but she backed out and I was like, I need this trip. I need to get away. I need to go. My marriage is falling apart. Well, I think it's pretty cool that you were actually still married and you were like, see ya, hubby. I'm doing this shit. Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, bye. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sadly, he didn't really seem to care. (laughs) Um, I actually had a similar experience, not to totally, well, 
not to totally interrupt while I interrupt. And that is when my marriage was going downhill, we were supposed to go on this like 10 day trip to California together. And it kind of got to the point one night we were having an argument and he was like, fuck it, I'm not going. And I was like, well, I am. (laughs) And I went and it was such a cool trip, I have to say. And I was, yeah, really glad that I did. And also kind of gave me a little bit of an idea as to what it, what life could actually look like not being married to him. Yeah. We had an extremely enmeshed relationship. And when I went on this trip, I, it really opened my eyes that I would, I would be okay. And actually that things could even be better. Absolutely. And that's kind of the feeling I got too. I was over there and I, by myself, I had to figure out everything by myself And I just felt really strong and independent and I had to push myself outside my comfort zone. And then I also, like you said, just thought about, well, what would my life be like without him? Like, I'm so much happier doing this. I got to do what I wanted to do and I want to keep doing this and look how strong I am and look how confident I am. And it's time for me to like stand up for myself and it's time for me to leave this marriage because it, it, but bad for pretty long. And I just, I think that was, it was just like a turning point for me. And yeah, same. I got back and a few weeks later I filed for divorce and I continued to solo travel after that to help me heal from that experience from going through divorce and also just to build my confidence back up because it had been destroyed in that marriage. A bad marriage can do that to you. So yeah. good for you. And yeah, my marriage after I took my solo trip, we're together like a couple more months I think (laughs) I was like I'm done and I'm gonna be fine and then after that a couple experiences that I want to share I've gone on so many solo trips but as related to breakups after I got divorced I was pretty shattered and while this isn't technically a solo trip I did go on a cruise with one of my girlfriends and it was really transformative. My husband, believe it or not, was actually not into traveling, which was a huge conflict and something that I would probably really look for every single partner moving forward because Mm -hmm. I just couldn't relate to someone who doesn't care about traveling. Mm -hmm. And so we had gone on some trips when I would really push for it, but we hadn't really done much overseas. And so to go on this just really luxurious excursion right after the marriage ended really just gave me the sense of like your life you have no idea how like how good your life is going to be even though you don't have him and then recently so i broke up uh about a month and a half ago a month and a week or so and i had a trip planned and the parallels are kind of crazy i was meant to go on this trip with my boyfriend and i was we were going i was going to go to la and then meet up with him in chicago we broke up like seriously three or four days before we were oh, meant yeah. to go. Yeah, it really sucked, I have to say. And so I spent one day in bed. <laughs> I admit to the world that I did do that. And then I woke up the next day and I just thought, I've got to still go on this trip. And I did. It was also 10 days. And yeah, half of the time in LA with one of my close friends, Christine Lalonde of the podcast 50 Shades of Bullshit. And then five days in Chicago, which was such a cool trip. I have to say, I'm in love with that city. I stayed in this really cool Airbnb in like this really funky neighborhood, walked all over. Seriously, I think one day I went to like five different like funky Chicago bars and just loved it and experienced things in my own way. And it really, really helped with the breakup. It didn't completely heal things. I got back to Denver and... uh <laughs> really wasn't the happiest girl for a couple of weeks after that, but it it helped a lot, especially with the initial days. And we're going to talk about in a minute why travel can help after a breakup. But why don't we first talk about how solo travel specifically can just like kind of benefit the average person? Do you want to start? So one of the benefits of solo travel is freedom. You get to choose where you want to go, what you want to do. You set up your own itinerary. Do you want to do a guided tour with a company? Great. Do you want to just explore the streets by yourself and just see where the day takes you? That's great too. You're not tied to any time constraints or anybody else's schedule or wants and needs. 
honestly, also being a single or solo traveler, sometimes, at least for me, like busy restaurants, it's really great because you walk in and there might be like a 10 minute, 20 minute or more wait for like a table of two or four, but usually they can find a place for you as a solo traveler, like one person. So you don't have to stay yes. uh, like in line <laughs> for a long time. Um, Hello, there's almost always a seat at the bar, right? Exactly. <laughs> they Which can is my favorite place to sit. So Kelly, when it comes to freedom, is there something that you feel that you like to do when you travel that maybe other people wouldn't necessarily love to do? Um, I like to get up early sometimes. Oh, that's a like, great example. Oh, okay. Um, I like to try and get photos without crowds. Uh, I know when I was in Europe, I was in Italy, uh, I wanted photos in front of the Trevi Fountain and I went at like two o'clock in the afternoon and that was like a really bad time. Uh-huh. And so like I got up the next day at, gosh, probably... I got up around like 5.30 or something. I was out the door by like 6.15 or something. And that was like the perfect time. There was no one there. But a lot of people, like they would rather just sleep in or even vice versa. There there are days sometimes where maybe I do want, like I had a rough time, like a rough night or, you know, maybe it was a long travel day and I want to sleep in a little bit. Like I just like being able to like start my day on my own schedule. I like to take pictures of myself and I will actually bring a tripod where I can set my phone. Mm -hmm. And again, if I was with a partner, I don't know that they'd be into that or they would maybe try to take the pictures. And one of the most relaxing and fun things is when, yes, I have a big open space where I can take my own photos and check them. And yeah, something that I, I don't think I'd probably do that if I was traveling with people. So as Kelly alluded to earlier, traveling by yourself is such a big way to build confidence. That's for so many reasons. Not a lot of people do it. It is, you know, giving yourself this adventure. You're building yourself trust and you're doing something. I don't know if this is quite the correct thing for a coach to say, but you're doing something that a lot of people wish that they could do. (laughs) That's a great way to build confidence. What do you think about this one? So I think that when you travel by yourself, you can enjoy the moment a lot more. Does that resonate with you at all? Yeah, totally. There are places where I, you've been, I just would like to sit there for a while, Yes, you know, and just take in the people or if I'm outdoors, like in a, you know, a forest or some nature, a destination with lots of nature, I just want to sit there Mm -hmm. and Some people are, they want to go, 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 and they have, or they don't understand maybe why you want to do that. We're all very different, right? But Which um, is fine and great. And I think, yes, sometimes when you're with another person, there's more of an agenda. But not only that, I think that you will be focused on also the other person's experience, which is fine and lovely. But when you're just on your own, you can just be so present in the moment. One thing that I like to do is when I, when I travel, I, I like to walk as much as possible. And then what is really fun for me, which is not for a lot of other people is to find a dive bar (laughs) and then relax in the dive bar and just like scroll through my phone and just kind of think about what's next and just get off my feet. And I notice when I do that, when I'm by myself, I just totally decompress and just love just like I said, just love the moment. And I relax a lot more than when I do that with other people, especially considering it's actually hard to find people to go to dive bars with you. I love dive bars. (laughs) So my thing. (laughs) Oh my God. Next one is when you travel solo, you have more options. So true. We kind of said earlier, like you can look at everything there's to do and you can choose what you want to do. And you don't have to worry about oh, this thing is booked up or there's not enough space for, you know, so many people. Mm-hmm. You're like, look, I I want to do this. I want to do that. And I want to do this. I don't have to worry about there not being enough space or there's not enough time in the day because you're by yourself. You have more options. 
and you're the only one making the decisions. It's so great. I mean, the sky really is the limit. And seriously, like each extra person that you put in your party to travel with, the fewer options you end up having because no one hardly ever wants to do the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> especially with schedules too. Like even when it comes to planning a trip together, I, I think a lot of us girls who have friends who want to do girls trips, it's like always trying to figure out like, what day it works for you. Oh like, and then it ends up not happening. One of my I close know. friends and I have been trying to schedule a trip, just the two of us to Mount Rushmore for like a year. And, it, and it's, it just keeps on falling through. I mean, Kelsey, I love you, but I seriously might just rent a car and go by myself eventually. Yeah. And this actually brings up the next point. And this is one of the greatest things. You don't have to wait for somebody to go with you. If you are comfortable going on your own, you can always do it. I discovered the joy of this on one of my favorite favorite solo trips ever. And that is when I went to Hobart, Tasmania. And I had tickets that I had kind of gotten for cheap. Someone was giving them away and I grabbed them. And I thought two of my friends were going to come with me. And first one bailed out and then the other bailed out. And you know what? I never thought for a second, well, now I can't go. I had traveled alone before I was going to Hobart and I just thought to myself, well, that's kind of a shame because I know <laughs> it's going to be awesome, but I'm still going. And I did. And honestly, wow, I love Hobart so much. It was such a great experience. And I'm thankful that I, that I gave that to myself. And then yeah. I'm going to actually jump in here and give off this last one that I wrote down. And that is travel can help recover from burnout. Does that resonate with you at all? Yes, I often look at my work schedule, my calendar, and when I'm getting overwhelmed, I look and I'm like, when do I have time to take a little vacation, just a weekend trip somewhere so I can get away and just recharge? I do that probably weekly. <laughs> I love it. I would say I plan my trips as often as you. I actually did an episode recently called Break Up, Find Your Happy Place. And I had read something about just the act of planning a trip can help to reduce stress. Not You don't even necessarily have to go on the trip, but planning it and imagining it can help you kind of get to a better place. And I have to say, when you go alone, it takes so much of the kind of like the planning and the coordination out. And if you are feeling burnout and overwhelmed day to day or at work, it really can help alleviate a lot of that. And when you don't have someone else to worry about, even yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> I like planning trips because it gives me something. I mean, obviously I like going on them, but I it also is, it gives me something to look forward to hmm. when I'm having those, those days where I might be like, ah, oh, man, like work's tough or this is hard, but if I keep pushing through and then in like two weeks I'm going, so wherever. I recently went through a breakup as well and literally the night that I was got broken up with, I was looking up places to go because I was like, I need like Good for to you. To like, and you know where your happy like, place is. Yeah, and mm -hmm. so I just... I mean, yeah, I just knew that that's, like you said, it relieves stress. It was giving me something to do and look forward to. Um, right. Not completely heals it or cures my like breakup because, but it's, it's still something nice to, to do, really reduce stress and look forward to. And you've gone on some pretty cool, at least road trips. And it sounds like you might have some things in the works. So I'm excited to hear about those. And this is the absolute perfect segue into the next topic that we wanted to talk about. And that is how solo travel can help with healing from a breakup. Nothing shatters your life like a breakup. And the feeling of a broken heart is real. I know that it seems impossible right now. But there is hope and there are ways to heal. I would love to work with you one-on-one -on -one to heal your broken heart and put your breakup behind you. My personalized coaching programs are designed to pinpoint what will be most effective in helping you to move forward and make this breakup a part of your past. I believe in you. Message me at breakupspodcast at gmail.com or hit me up on Instagram at breakupspodcast 
And let's connect about creating a magical plan of action to get this breakup in your rear view mirror. So I first want to say that for me, I really just needed to get out of my space. And I actually thank the angels, thank the universe that this I had this trip planned because I think you know, I did end up spending that day in bed, but I think if I hadn't had this trip, I would have spent more days in bed. And the fact that I didn't have to wake up and kind of go through my everyday normal routine without this person in my life, it really helped. I think that I gained a sense of acceptance about the breakup a lot sooner because I got out of my environment. And I'm also often telling people, if you want to move from one phase to another in your breakup, do something to switch up your physical space. And for me, that helped. And I I know that going on a trip right after your breakup might not be accessible to everyone, but do something to change change your environment. I really do. I do think that it's that it's key for a lot of people. Yeah, I agree. I don't want to say it's a distraction. I mean, it kind of is, but at the same time, it's a good way to like you said, if you're stuck in that environment, it can yeah. remind you of that those people or that person or whatever. Well, I also think you don't have as much the option to just wallow and yeah. be in bed. I was in other people's spaces. I had taken my myself on this trip. I had friends that I was going to see and I didn't really have, like I said, the option to just stay in bed all all day or yeah. day drink or, you know, <laughs> right. watch Netflix or sleep because I was out and about. And it kind of like tricked my system to kind of snap out of it a, a little sooner, which I think can be can be useful. Yeah. And it gives you a purpose instead of just yes. laying in bed all day because you're like, oh, I'm out here. I'm with these people or I'm doing or I've I got to do something like I can't yeah. just lay in bed. Yeah. I had never been to Chicago in the summer before. I think that city is so, seriously so killer. And I did. I did sleep in the first day that I was there. But then for the rest of the trip, I just kept on thinking to myself, I don't want to waste this. I don't want to miss anything. Totally. And seriously, I'm going to go back there. I'm already trying to look for a house sit. If anyone in Chicago wants me to house sit for them, I love that city so sincerely. So I also think that it can be really helpful after a breakup to go on a trip because... You get to treat yourself like a VIP and know that your life is not just going to be okay without this person. It might even be better. <laughs> yes. So I'll just jump in and just say like my cruise story, for instance, is the perfect example. My ex was such a penny pincher and he just didn't have like this zest for life, if that makes any sense. And so going and just knowing that I could give myself these luxurious, exciting experiences. Yeah, it felt really great. And same with the Hobart thing. I wasn't going through a breakup. I was going through a pretty tough time. I have to admit when I went to Hobart, it was about six years ago. And I just remember, you know, I got myself the fanciest restaurant reservation, couple of glasses of champagne, this beautiful view. I went on the in the VIP section of the tour I went on. And I just kept on thinking to myself, this is the life you've always wanted. You're giving it to yourself. It's going to be all right. It doesn't seem like it now, but it is. I agree. I'm like when I went back to Europe on that 10 day solo trip, I was like, I'm going to spend money on what I want. Yes. I, I, and I have yeah. to say, I don't mean to keep on going back to my ex-husband, but <laughs> every little thing that we spent money on when we would travel was like a discussion and, and we had money, but it was just like, he didn't have joy mm -hmm. in using it for, for trips the way that mm -hmm. I did. I just figure you work hard. And when you go on a trip, you enjoy you know, yeah. what you worked for. And it was always some sort of stress, even the smallest amounts. And so that's something, yeah, that I've always been thankful for because I'm not like that at all. I don't go on a trip unless I can afford it. And then when I do, I just sink into it. And I just, I, I thank myself when I can buy something. Yeah. I like went on a, a food tour in this neighborhood of 
brome called Trastevere. And I got to drink wine in a wine cellar that was older than the Colosseum. Like I got to do all these things that so he would never or want to do. And maybe, I mean, I honestly don't think my friends would want to do. <laughs> like, you know those- what, girl? I have to say, I don't know that I'm going to, maybe I'll come and visit you actually. I'd like <laughs> to get to your part of the country. I think going to a wine cellar sounds really cool. It's funny. I was talking to someone earlier who had gone to on a trip to Greece and she said that the tour she was with had gone on a wine tour in in Athens and how she didn't think that sounded fun. And so she had sat out and I'm like, what? No way. That sounds so cool to me. And then we laughed because, you know, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's, it is true. I mean, I talk to people about some of the things I do and they just kind of stare at me and they're like, okay. (laughs) And I'm just like, girl, I travel to tombstone for every year for Christmas. So I understand people not understanding. I know I've been to tombstone as well. (laughs) People like I show them pictures or I tell them all these cool places, like random places. And they're like, how did you find that? And I'm like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> and everybody constantly asks me, how did you settle on Tombstone? But it's fine. It makes me happy. So yeah. do you relate at all to the idea that I have that a solo trip helps you to process things at all? Yeah, I think it does. It gives me not only, I mean, it gives you time to like see the sites and do the things, but while you're doing that, you're also processing things. You're thinking about things. If it's a relationship, right? Like you are either just gone through a breakup, you're dealing with something that's difficult. You start thinking about like yeah. things and imagining yourself with or without this person. Um, I know, like I mentioned before earlier, mine, like my big solo trip was, I was pretty much done with my relation, my marriage. And it was just like, I just sat there and thought to myself, wow, I'm having so much fun. And I'm also, yeah. like I've said before, I'm fe- I feel so independent and so confident and I'm getting to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You're getting if to I- spend extra time on your own. And so I think, like I said, it's outside of your normal environment. And so you're able to think, but in, in happier circumstances or in more enriching circumstances than just yeah. sitting at home. Yeah. And even like a few weeks ago, I didn't go on a solo trip anywhere, but I went on a solo date by myself and Yay. I did like painting pottery at one of those <sighs> pottery places. And I was there for two hours just by myself painting. And, you know, I got to, I, I had great time. <laughs> I don't you think I it. saw this. I'd love you to send me a picture and maybe I can post it um, with some of the promos for yeah. this episode. It was just nice to sit there and think about things that were going in, mm-hmm. on in my life and just have my me time mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and, and not have to worry about having a conversation with somebody else or like Thank keeping you. someone else, yes. you know, entertained. <laughs> Cause like I asked if people wanted to go and they were like, no. And I was like, cool, I'm going to go by myself then. <laughs> you, know? Well, you know what? Strong, independent women. And you still went, oh, I can't wait to see what you made. Yeah. And last, as far as solo trips and breakups, it can help numb the pain because you're doing something nice for yourself. And I think that this was something that I just kind of recently rediscovered. I was very broken up about my recent breakup. It felt like a dagger going through my heart. <laughs> yep. say. And the fact that I went and did something for myself, I felt like I didn't really carry the amount of pain that I was feeling when it first happened with me while I was on my trip. Like I said, when I got back, I felt it. But I think that that it helped to kind of numb it, but in a positive way for, you know, a week and a half. Yeah. I actually went on a trip a few days after my boyfriend uh, and I broke up. We It was not a solo trip. I already had a planned trip with some girlfriends. It was just for a weekend. But I agree. It just, it was, it was nice to get away and, and, and feel happy in that moment and numb the the sadness that I was I was feeling. And then, you know, when I got back, like you said, you know, you feel, I still felt a little unhappy, <laughs> but I kept saying to myself, I'm so glad I took that trip. Like I'm, cause I was thinking about like bailing on it. It was just so joyous. <laughs> yep. Same. Good. Okay. So everybody, if you're listening to this because you've gone through a breakup recently, what can you do to get out of town? But first, What if solo travel is way outside your comfort zone? 
I mean, seriously, I really do talk to people all the time who are surprised I do it or surprised how often I do it and would also say that they've never done it and would be too nervous when it feels safe. So Kelly, how do you start? Like, how do you get to the point where you've never done it and then you go and, you know, go to Europe for 10 days? I think the best way to start it if you've never done it is to start small with like a solo lunch date, dinner date, go paint some pottery like I did, and then work your way up to you know a day trip, maybe if like an hour or two away from where you live, maybe a weekend trip by yourself somewhere you could drive to or maybe fly to, depending on your how how comfortable you feel. And I think the more you do that, the more confidence you're going to build. And then you're like, okay, maybe I can do like a week away somewhere mm-hmm. or 10 days or more than that, depending on your schedule. But I think the key is just starting small with little things and that'll help you. I think so too. I had a client recently who went on a weekend by herself and she was telling me it did feel kind of ho-hum. And now I think like she went, I think she is planning an overseas trip. And now she goes camping like by herself almost every weekend and you do get used to it and you will love it. I am a really big advocate for people enjoying their single life and spending time alone just in general. And everybody, I think you might already realize this, but I'm actually an extrovert. So don't think that this is just what comes naturally to me. It's not at all. And what I like to encourage my clients to do who don't think that they can go and do things alone is just to think about what would make you the most uncomfortable. So for instance, going to a restaurant by yourself, uh, going to lunch by yourself, going to a bar. A lot of people can't fathom doing that. I assure you people do it. I was actually with a friend over the weekend who was looking for somewhere to work after an event that we had. And I just mentioned, oh, like this local pub, lots of people go and work there. And she said actually like two or three times, wouldn't that be weird for me to just go there alone uh, with my laptop? And I said, no, seriously, you're not going to be the only one. (laughs) A bunch of people do this. I promise you. And you know what? If it feels weird, just lean into that. Do you like to go to bars by yourself? I do. And I like to go eat lunch by myself. I work downtown Olympia. That's where I live. And I don't like to sit in my cubicle during my lunch break. And my, a lot of my coworkers don't take their lunch or they don't go anywhere. So I just walk down there by myself and go to lunch by myself. But I I agree with what you were saying about just like sit in that uncomfortableness because it's going to feel uncomfortable at first. And that's Mm -hmm. totally normal. So don't feel like, oh God, I feel uncomfortable. I'm not doing it right. (laughs) Like, no, it's going to feel kind of weird at first. Well, Um, especially if you have it in your mind that it's going to feel weird, I think that it will, but I think you'll get comfortable. And then you'll have one more place where you can go or one more place where you can go work or one more thing that you can do during lunch. Yes. And that it won't feel as uncomfortable when you start doing more things by yourself because you'll be like, oh, I eat lunch by myself all the time. Or like, I do this by myself, like, and nothing weird happened. Like, you know, (laughs) and if someone stares at you, like, what are the chances you're going to see that person again? You know, so just Mm -hmm. like you said, lean into it and go on and keep keep (laughs) Keep trying new things. And doing that, if you go, and even if you do feel uncomfortable and then you lean into it, again, your confidence is going to improve. You're going to know that you did a hard thing and you're going to feel cool. In the right city and at the right bar, at the actual bar top, there's going to be other single people. I just, I really want people to believe me. Yeah. All of my best friends in Denver, I've met at the same pub who were also there alone. We <laughs> saw each other over and over. Eventually, eventually, we started talking. So more ideas, shopping, going to dinner by yourself. Seriously, I'd rather eat at a restaurant than at home. So I had a client who took herself out alone for high tea one. Ooh, I've <laughs> never done high tea. I've never, I love high tea and I actually, it's kind of a hobby of mine. Whenever I travel, I'll kind of seek it out and go and try and go to high tea in as many cities as I can. But I guess I do consider it to be a, a social thing. And so I've never done it on my own, but maybe I should. Yeah. Uh, going to the yeah. movies. I feel like going to the movies is really a good starting point there too, because you're sitting in a room and it's dark and you could sit in the back or whatever and it, 
no one really knows. You know what I mean? You feel yeah. less uncomfortable because it's not like some bright room where everyone can like. I agree. However, I have to say I was early on comfortable doing many of these things by myself for whatever reason. But for a long time, I always thought going to the movies would be weird alone. And then one night I did it because I was planning on having a night at home and my flatmate would had other ideas as far as bringing people over, playing mm. really loud music, and I just couldn't handle it. And so I just went to the theater and I had really wanted to see that movie, The Danish Girl, when it first came out and they were playing it that night and I just went and it was great. Really, I've done it since then. It wasn't weird at all. In fact, it was probably more relaxing. I find it relaxing too. Just sometimes the movies is not really my thing. I just in general going to the movie theater, I just don't really find that fun. I like to talk and like be really loud during movies, and I know that you know lots of people aren't really down with that. And it's just like you have to get up every time you want to drink and or so I don't know. So it's not as much my thing, but I if I wanted to, I would go and I have gone alone. It's yeah, it's it's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. And then another thing to try out is going to a farmer's market or an art fair. I think that some people might consider that to be more of a group thing. And again, if you're in the present moment, you're going to a farmer's market. I think that you might find that you enjoy it more and that your yeah. experience is enriched by doing it on your own. Yeah. I go to farmer's markets all the time by myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, same. I, no, no one's getting in my way. <laughs> right. Yeah. But there's usually a, like, obviously there's lots of people there and just yeah. get to walk around and talk it's to so different sensory vendors. as well. Yeah, and so if yeah. you don't have to worry about someone else, you can just like kind of take it to the next level. Yeah. So some other ideas so once you get comfortable taking yourself out for lunch, let's get a little bit of actual travel in there. So a day trip, you go on lots of day trips. Kelly. I go on day trips a lot. <laughs> I do. Or like weekend trips nearby. I live in the Pacific Northwest and right now is summer and we don't have as much rain. So I'm trying to get in as many little day trips as I can before the bad weather gets back. There's so many like cool like even when I lived in California like there were cool little towns yeah. like an hour and a half away like a mining yeah, town or, or like you know you had Joshua Tree I love national parks so I love being out in nature there's just there's so much stuff to do out there I I try to tell people that you know I'm out I'm encouraging you out to, to travel, whether it be near or far and it, near even your backyard. Like just because you didn't you know, hop on a plane to Europe or Southeast Asia, you can still solo travel somewhere nearby. Yeah. I and really want to stress that to anyone who's, well, not just Americans, we have lots of overseas listeners, but there are so many cool things and new experiences to be had in your own country. I have to say, I did go to New Zealand recently on a semi-solo trip trip. And I love, love, love overseas travel so much. But also, there's just so much to do in Colorado. And seriously, still my favorite place to travel is just Tombstone and <laughs> Chicago. And you don't necessarily need to travel overseas. I think that we kind of romanticize it. Mm -hmm. But seriously, you can have amazing experiences that cost a little less and maybe take a little less time as well. Totally. Because right now, like, with my job, I don't have as much paid time off as I used to. I used to work as a teacher in a classroom and I would have summers off. And that was mm -hmm. my prime traveling time. It's also very expensive during that time as well. Yeah. But I don't have as much time to do those things anymore. So uh, like at least long trips, I got to keep saving up some more leave. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so <Yeah>. like <laughs> weekend, weekend trips are uh, the way to go for me right now. Yeah. Don't let the fact that you don't feel that going overseas is plausible for you right now keep you from traveling yeah seriously everywhere I would challenge anybody to tell me that there's not something new that they can do within driving distance of their home and another tip I have if you're either a little new to solo travel or you know not quite sure about it yet 
go visit a friend who lives in another area. That way you kind of have not just a buffer, but kind of a bit of a landing zone. You have someone to give you tips. You have someone to kind of help facilitate the experience, maybe somewhere to stay. And it can feel less intimidating than doing it completely on your own. You Like you said, you have like a guideline there. If you go visit a friend, like you said, you have a landing zone. Yeah. And maybe someone to give you local tips, which is always fun. So let's talk more about planning a trip, especially if you are new to solo travel. Someone today recommended Traver, which is an app that facilitates group experiences, but that attract singles. So I just want to have full disclosure. This doesn't sound like my jam and it's nothing that I've done before. However, she absolutely raved about it and said that she and pretty much everybody else on the tour was completely alone and had a blast and there was optional activities to do. And she said that that would be a great way to begin your solo travel journey. I have never used a a group like that, but I know they're out there. I've never heard of Traver, but I've heard of like Contiki, Intrepid, G Adventures. I know a lot of people who want to go overseas or go somewhere, but they're afraid to go right by themselves. So they start off with that. Even my brother, my brother is very introverted. He's not one to solo travel. I tried to plan a solo travel trip for him. He was not having it, but he did a Contiki tour. And I think it gives people confidence to like, oh, I did that. Like I'm more familiar with that area. Maybe Mm -hmm. I can go back and do that again on my own or try somewhere else. Yeah. Kind of getting your feet wet, I think too, as far as solo travel goes. I think those are great options if you're just not ready to like jump in there by yourself. (laughs) Yep, totally agreed. And who knows what the future holds, people. So how do you go about planning a trip, Kelly? I mean, I have a list of places I'd like to go. I like to just look at a map and see what cities or places look cool. There is an option on Google Maps um, or Google Flights that if you don't know where you want to go, but you have a specific date, you can put in the dates that you want to travel. And it'll show you on a map of the world uh, or wherever you want to go. You just kind of drag it around and it'll show you prices of flights. There might be a cheap flight from like here to Mexico for like 150 bucks or mm-hmm. a flight from here to San Francisco for like 100 bucks or something. So I you went to San Francisco you. overnight uh, the beginning of the year and it was fantastic. I forgot how much I love that city. Yeah, I grew up there. Such a great it's place, a such a great time. place for a yeah. solo trip because there's just so much to see, so many options, and it's so good to just be able to just pick one and go for it. It's so intense. There's, yeah, a lot, a lot going on. I would really like to go back, actually. It's, it's a great city. So many things to do. So many good memories as a kid. <sighs> Food and all of yeah. the shopping. Oh, the yeah. architecture. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> but yeah, you can do that. You can look at Google Flights and I'll show you some like places that might be in your price range that you can go on. And I also like to do road trips. So it's always fun to to find a place that I've always wanted to travel to. And there's a, an app called Road Trippers that helps you plan road trips. It'll show you places of interest along the way. You can filter it by what you're interested in. And they also have pre-made road trip guides for like popular road trip routes. So you can use that as well. Road trippers. Okay. I'm going to put this into the show notes. That sounds like a great option. Yeah. Ooh, I might get that. I used it on a a cross country road trip I did two years ago and I got to stop at some cool places that I never would have thought of. Yeah. So along those lines, I have not taken a cross country road trip by myself, though I definitely would. But I spoke to a few friends in preparation for this episode who said that their cross country solo road trip was the best trip that they had ever taken. So if anybody would be open to that, you know, just get in your car and start driving. <laughs> I I literally didn't have any plans except I knew like where I should stop each night, but I didn't have any plans of like what I was going to do. So I mean, cool. I used the road tripper app like to kind of like, okay, I might stop at these places along the way, but 
each morning I woke up and I was like, all right, I think I'm going to make it to, you know, hot springs, Arkansas today. So let's go find a place to stay. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? And then I would just drive and look on my little road trippers app and be like, oh, there's like um, some Route 66 museum I should stop at, you know, and uh, Hmm. I I stayed on a a farm in Louisiana uh, in a like little cabin they had through this app called hip camp it's a unique it's like airbnb for the outdoors you can like rent places on people's land and i met all these cool animals and i'm actually friends with the guy still like we are facebook friends and i get to follow his like farm journey (laughs) (laughs) very cool and that's another thing i mean you do sometimes meet people and i have made friends on my solo trips and it's never really my agenda to be honest i am cool just doing it on my own but i have made great friendships i've picked up travel buddies along the way that i had great times with and you know what you just never know and along those lines of hip camp I personally am a really big Airbnb person, especially for solo trips. They have options in little areas of town and in little thoroughfares and in funky neighborhoods that where you would not necessarily find a hotel. I've had really great experiences personally and found inexpensive, but just funky, fun, just creative options that have really, really added to my trip. I stayed at an Airbnb in Chicago and again in in the type of neighborhood that does not have hotels and it, it just ended up probably doubling the the joy and the enjoyment that I got out of my trip. So I say check out Airbnb personally. Yeah, there's lots of options out there. So let's talk about safety and what to say to the naysayers. Oh, so tell me this. Have you ever been concerned about safety. So I was born with adventure in me. And so I've never really thought of going somewhere and felt nervous. I've been all around the world. My first like kind of full day. Well, one of my first travel uh, solo trips was actually um, in Bethlehem. And I had a few friends and family members who were a little concerned that I was going in there on my own, but not for a second was I worried I I don't know I was with a group but then I was alone in Tel Aviv and not that it's a dangerous place or or, or anything at all it's not Tel Aviv Israel all of it is wonderful but I'm just saying other people you know know, thought it was so how like how do you feel when it comes to traveling on your own this is a um, serious pet peeve of mine as a woman so how do you deal with it I think I might have a little unique experience just because my mom traveled solo before I was born. So growing up, I always heard about her solo travel adventures and she never discouraged me from doing it. I know a lot of people's parents do or like make you say stuff like, oh, aren't you scared or you're going to get hurt or, but I knew my mom did it. So like, she felt safe that I'll probably be safe too. So I, I, I personally don't really feel scared to travel solo. I didn't, Mm -hmm. I was a little like apprehensive when I went the first time, but not necessarily scared. There are lots of people who do tell you that, you know, you're gonna like, I went to Europe by myself and my former mother-in-law told me that I was going to get kidnapped. (laughs) You know, (laughs) my ex-husband told me that I was going to get robbed and maybe raped. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All things that, that we hear. And I just think it's so incredibly sexist. And so I came up with this cute little list of like things to say to the naysayers. So first of all, don't let any of this distract you from going on a trip. Seriously. So one of the first things that I would say is how is traveling alone more dangerous than doing anything on your own? I agree. (laughs) Many of us get into cars each day. Many of us (laughs) go on planes by ourselves. Many of us go to the bar by ourselves. (laughs) Go to lunch by ourselves. Wake up alone. I mean, I would think Waking up and going to sleep on your own, it could be just as dangerous. Yeah, things can happen. (laughs) Yes, for sure. So what do you think about this one? Tell people that you love spending time on your own. I think that is a perfect answer because I do like spending time on my own. 
And I always like to look at people's faces when I say that too, <laughs> just to yep. see what their response is going to be like. I'm like, oh. Or when people just go, you're going alone or on sometimes when I meet people, when I'm traveling, they said, oh, you're just, you're here alone. And I just say yes and leave it at that. Yeah. And people do kind of, um, they think they're, they're surprised and they just let them sit there with their bewilderment. Yeah. I was at a little Irish pub in Ireland a few summers ago and I was by myself and met some old ladies and they're like, are you, are you here by yourself? And I'm like, yep, I'm traveling by myself and uh, I've been doing it for the last couple of days. And, and they were like, good on you. Good on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, they were, they, they were probably in their sixties or something and they thought I was really cool that I was doing that. And so I thought, you thank you for not judging me <laughs> <laughs> yes and not trying to scare me either yes yeah <laughs> and, um I also like to tell people that I have more fun on my own <laughs> especially when I'm going to certain places tombstone being the perfect example I don't think I'm ever gonna take anybody there there's no way that it would be more that going with someone would add something <laughs> to the trip it's it's true. I mean, sometimes you do just have more fun by yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. My goodness. Feeling that way lately. So what do you think about telling the person gently that the question is sexist? <laughs> I I like it. I think it's kind of spicy <laughs> to say to somebody, you know, because that's not something I think a lot of people think that uh, a woman would say back to them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's true. There is nobody says things about men traveling by themselves. Um, So why is it so different than I, because I'm a woman, Mm -hmm. because you think I'm fragile and weak. Mm, I I won't know what to do in a new situation or how to navigate a new place. I know. I had to say that to my former mother-in-law when I went on my trip and I was like, I know what I'm doing. I'm not some little girl that's got to get lost. Have some faith in me. Like I can do it. You wouldn't be saying this about someone else that was a man, but Right. To expect us to be like beholden to someone else or beholden to a man to go and experience something new. I just find really offensive personally. Yeah, it is. It's offensive. It's it's very frustrating. Yes. I do think that while men wouldn't get as much resistance about traveling by themselves, I still think though that from my experience as a coach and a human, that men are equally uncomfortable with it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I yes. don't know. I mean, my ex-boyfriend, the one that I, we just currently broke up, he likes to travel by himself and I don't think he, it makes him co- uncomfortable at all. Um, but I don't know a lot of men who travel by themselves. So I exactly. guess I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. <laughs> like, I actually really. think that it's more of a thing that women are kind of out there about. And so I think maybe more women are being cur- encouraged to do it. But yeah, I don't think as many men do. If you're one of my male listeners, please let me know. Is this something that makes you uncomfortable? Would you like support around it? Let's like make your hot summer happen for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I came up with this one. Tell them that you're not scared to leave the house and therefore you're not scared to travel alone. I feel like that goes back to what you said earlier about like, I leave the house and get in a car. (laughs) like then every day so what's wrong with me traveling by myself (laughs) there is a tip that I will give out and that's something I just recently learned when I was in New Zealand and so when I've traveled overseas in the past you go to the bodega or wherever sells sim cards you replace your sim and then you have wi-fi I would highly encourage anybody who is planning an overseas trip to double check with your carrier if you're going to be able to do this. Mm -hmm. Because I have a brand new iPhone and I took for granted that I'd be able to go and replace the SIM. But because the phone was new, there was some issue around me unlocking the phone Mm. and swapping the SIM. Mm -hmm. And it was going to take like a matter of days or something crazy. And so I was basically over there with no GPS and it was kind of stressful. I have to say I was alone for a lot of the time and I was driving 
I did end up borrowing someone's phone and using that when I was driving around in New Zealand, but it really created this level of stress that had I planned ahead of time and found this out, I could have completely eliminated. So please, please, please check before you get there if you're going to be able to do this. Having GPS and having Wi-Fi and 4G when you are in a new place and in a new country is a must. <laughs> and it is going to add so much more to your trip, make it so much easier. I just implore you yeah, <laughs> to it's very find helpful. this out. That's a great tip. Um, if someone else is being a naysayer, just tell them you're excited and move on. <laughs> Straight to the point. And then Kelly, you had one last thing here to tell someone if they have any resistance to you traveling by yourself. I just said to tell them how empowered you feel when you travel by yourself and maybe you should give it a shot someday. <laughs> I love it. Seriously, no matter if you're in a relationship or not, you can, can, can benefit from going somewhere on your own and creating your own experience. Are, do you have any other tips for planning a solo trip before we talk about our dream trips and then get going? My advice is just to push yourself outside your comfort zone, you know, start small if you need to. And the more you do it, the more fun it'll be and the more confident you'll become. And it'll just become something you'll probably really like to do. For sure. I have two tips. And that is, first of all, try and stay in an area that is central in some in some way, whether it's off the main thoroughfare or if it's where lots of street traffic, you know, don't stay in one of these hotel airports, actually stay in a in a well trafficked area. And so you might need to get tips uh, as to where those locations are. That's actually how I ended up in the Airbnb where I stayed in Chicago because I sent my friend who lived there just all these Airbnbs and I asked him to just pick the spot that was in the best location. And it was so fucking cool. And then next, I would say look ahead of time at the restaurants where you want to eat. It can kind of be a drag to not know where you want to eat and to ha kind of have in the back of your mind that there might be options that you weren't aware of because you didn't do your research. If you can really dig, so many areas have just the coolest places to eat that are not necessarily on, on the main drag. And so I would say do your research. Yeah, Blog posts are really good too. I like okay. you know, searching and reading popular blogs um, that have recommendations. So would you say local blogs or YouTube or what would you recommend? Well, I follow some people on Instagram. So I'll go to their blogs if they've been to places that I know that they've been, okay. um, that they've been to. But also Google, you'll be like things to do in so-and-so, you know, whatever city. And you'll be surprised. There's usually a lot of, of things. And uh, I just like to read multiple ones and then make a little list and it kind of helps me give an outline of what I want to do when I'm there. Yes. Do look it up because some things are not just going to present themselves to you. Yeah. And while we're on this, please everybody go and follow Kelly. It's Kelly Ann Explores. That's Ann with an E. Kelly Ann Explores on Instagram. I'm also going to put it in the show notes, but please go and give her a follow. She's doing cool shit all the time. Before I let you go, Kelly, what would you say is your number one dream solo trip? I really want to go to Southeast Asia. Okay. I want to go to Vietnam, Bali, Thailand. Oh gosh, Thailand. And I've always wanted to go to Australia, so I might as well just throw it in there too, because <laughs> it's a long flight. Yeah, um, yeah, you could. I would love That's to just explore it there. That sounds really cool. I guess, actually, I have, I, I suppose, too. I'm cheating a little. Well, you said multiple countries, so I'm going to – multiple countries, but different parts of the world. <laughs> I'd really like to go on a solo trip to Japan. Yeah. And I would also – number one on my list is I really want to go to Mexico City. I've still never been to Mexico. I love – so many things Mexican. And that's really, if I could choose anywhere to go on my next trip, it would, it would be Mexico city. So cool. wish me luck. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard Japan's really great for solo travelers too. It's like, one I of don't doubt places. it. I've known multiple people to go, to go on their own. Mm -hmm. 
definitely yeah. a stay in the moment type thing, I think. So, yeah. well, we're going to manifest it. We're going to make this happen. <laughs> Thank you for being here tonight. And I guess, I guess what, what I'd end with is what do you think is the biggest thing that you've gained from opening this like lifestyle up to yourself? I would say the biggest thing I've gained is just, you know, I said it before, but like confidence, it just, even with my most recent breakup, I was telling my friends, like, it sucks. But like I said, I feel so secure in who I am and what I want in life. And I'm still going to keep doing the things that I was doing. Yeah. I wanted to go to Chicago with my boyfriend so bad. I was like so excited. And I did feel like kind of the same, like, fuck him. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I, I'm not dependent on him yes, like, exactly. to do certain things, you know, mm -hmm. I'm still going to do things that we talked about doing. I'm just going to do them by myself. You totally. know? And I did think just as a side note, I was so excited about spending my summer with this person and you know what? I would have been nice, but my summer's been just as fine or yeah. if not better. I know. I'm not going to mm -hmm. sit here and dwell about, oh, Right. It's over. I, like, yeah. Who am I without him? Do? No, like it's done and it sucks. But like, I know I'm a catch and like a badass woman and I'm independent. And there's a lot of people out there who are going to like that and see that. And I don't have to worry about just feeling codependent on him. I agree with you a thousand percent. And I also think when it comes to solo travel, this is an interesting thing to other people. When people find out that I do this, it's conversation starters and it's compelling to people. It makes you a more interesting person. So everyone do it. Totally. <laughs> We're in the middle of summer. You can at least plan one thing for yourself. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Kelly. I can't wait to do more content with you. I know that you have dinner plans and it's been a long day for me. And I think I am just open to an evening of just daydreaming. I really want to go to Nantucket. And so I was thinking maybe I could sit down and map out what that would look like. You know, <laughs> I have family that have a house out there. I need to get in there and be like, hey, can I come visit do you? Do it, girl. And that's another <laughs> thing. Everyone, like, look at who you know in areas and ask around. You never know yeah. where you might get a nice place to stay that's not going to cost you very much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I am actually going to let you go and I uh, will talk to you soon. Thank you. And yeah. thank you to everyone for being here. If you liked it, please leave me a five-star rating and review. I am collecting them this summer and I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On with Janice Formicella. I sincerely hope that you found today's episode inspirational or useful. I would love to support you on your healing journey. All you have to do is send me a message on Instagram at breakupspodcast or email me at breakupspodcast at gmail.com and I will be in touch to get you started. Remember... If you are struggling with a broken heart, your feelings are temporary. I am sending you so much love and luck for the week ahead. You've got this.